Good morning. This is Ruth Whitstein. You're listening to A Northerner Stuck in the South. And it is Friday, May 15th, 2020. And we are dealing with a pandemic of approaching biblical proportions, in my opinion, if you were wanting to go there. Sounds a little bit drastic, I'm sure. But anyways, um, I'm in fairyland again, my little spot out here which brings me such happiness because it's just full of beautiful, diverse horticulture and breezes and what have you. It's gorgeous. And I'm doing okay today. Mm. Stayed up a little bit too late last night. I did. Mm-hmm. 3.30 in the morning late. Yeah. Because... <clears throat> I, uh, I just was disjointed yesterday, you know, disjointed and you know, part of it could be the fact that my cat delivered four kittens and we, we are, we're, I consider ourselves, well, we're not really broke, but we're kind of getting to the line as it were. We'll be on a, a seriously fixed income soon and that's okay. We'll live with it. But, um, and she had babies and they're so cute and we can feed them and we can feed ourselves and we can pay our bills and this and that and my husband is still home and that's okay you know I'm cool with that he's not heard back from that company I don't know if he will the one that was talking about you know when the trainer gets here the assembly job that we were waiting on um I'm feeling so bad like I should be out there working but with lupus and this disease is just crazy. Uh-uh. He doesn't want me out there. I, you know, so we're trying to find things to do from home and to create an income here. And however that may be, you know, um, be it making crafts to supplement his social security income, be it, you know, I... They're offering so many online free classes to get some online free degrees. Whether I can use, utilize any of that online freeness to help generate an income, don't know. I haven't monetized this podcast yet because I don't really know how. And, you know, it is a rather anti-Trumpy podcast, can't even speak. <clears throat> so I'm a little concerned. I'm not going to lie. But um, it goes super viral and the world hears things that I, I mean, anti-meaning. I just call him out on him. Am I as horrible as what Robert De Niro said the other day? Not at all. Yeah. I didn't say that I wanted to walk up and punch the president in the face. I never said that. You know, but he did. De Niro's got the guts of, he's just got the balls, man. You can do it. Or I wouldn't know. I, I hate to use the word balls. I love how how Betty White made the comment that balls are the weakest part of the man's body. And you, you kick them there and they become completely incapacitated, right? So why would you say grow some balls, right? Why would you say that? What's more, what's more, what is much more powerful and strong and able to withstand and just keep going? It's the female and it's her vagina. <laughs> She's a rough, tough, tumble thing. People don't give her enough credit, the woman. 
No, they don't. But anyways. I am just a rambling. This is a rambling podcast. There's really not much, um, you know, I discuss my concerns and my issues. It's just like a journal. It's really what it is. Uh, because right now, it, this is a tough time. I'm watching across the nation people getting fired. You know, my husband was fired from his job. A lady down the street, my good friend, fired from her job. Uh, all across the nation, people being fired right and left because companies either can't stay open or, you know, and like in the case of my husband's, I think it's a twofold thing. The company can't really support that many people anymore. And, you know, they are just using their Trumpy, I call it Trump tactics. They're, they get you when you're down. And if they find out that you're not a Republican at that company that my husband worked at, it's like, that's the, your fair game for being picked on seriously. Mm. And he was. He had a one good friend there. And it's weird. I'm not bringing it up to him, but he, he doesn't talk about him. Doesn't talk about his friend that was really close to him that doesn't even call and check on him. Doesn't even call and find out what's going on with him. I don't know if it's the, the friendship fizzled or that the guy's scared to call. I know him. I know they're friends. And we haven't heard boo. The only thing I can think of is that he's fearing for his job too. And he's trying to just lay low right now because it seems like the boss and the the boss the boss's daughters are on a rampage. But whatever. So my daughter and I were walking around this beautiful place of ours last night making decisions of what we could do rather than sitting here in our butts, right? Just sitting here in our butts waiting. Waiting for the pandemic to get over. She's done with school. She's gotten so deeply into her video games again, which really disturbs me because, man, I don't know if you've discovered this with your children, but if you've got kids that get into video games, they just, they're, they're beasts, you know? They're beasts. They don't like to take showers. They don't like to brush their teeth. They don't like to be nice to you, you know? They don't like to be cordial at all. And yesterday I kind of had it with the whole thing. You know, I'm a pretty easygoing mama. You know, I don't do the spanking thing. We, we have our lattes and our discussions, and usually we have good discussions, and we couldn't even do that because she was so sold on getting back on her game. And I said, you know, the weather's beautiful outside. Summer's approaching, school is out, and you're sitting in here. Stinking up the joint with your stinkiness. Because you need a barrel. You know, go from playing outside all sweaty to playing video games. And then now you just want to play video games and lock yourself up into your room. And if you know anything about children, when they're starting to go through the, I'm sure you know, go through the potential change into womanlyhood. I mean, I know she's approaching 10, but kids are getting going through this at younger ages. Yeah, boys too, you know, they go through that. They no longer smell like children. Let me just put it to you like that. It's grown-up business. It's time to get in the shower. I finally just went and got her, got the bathroom ready. I said, okay, clothes are hanging in here. Towel is here. Soap is here. Washcloth and floofy floof is there. Get in that shower. Wash that hair. <coughs> Excuse me. Do your nails. Do your, you know, let's get, let's get, let's do this. 
Uh, do I have them really in the middle? No, put that thing down and let's go. And she was pissed. <laughs> but once she got out, she was really happy. It was like it, it made her feel better. Of course it did. She wasn't like... that. Those video games, if they get all locked into that video game business and they're in it for a long time, especially if it's online and they're talking to their friends. Yeah. They're all in that, and they're in that alternate universe, and they just forget themselves. I, boy, I'd seen a lot of friends of mine talk about their kids going through that. Even even my good friend down the street, when her son was younger, he, <clears throat> he was like that. He, he got so bad. She said it was like they have this. They have a how a little house, tiny little house, and then they also have a little camping trailer where they, people come and visit and stay and. Her son decided to take all his stuff out there and the Xbox and the whole business and drag the cords across the yard and, you know, the whole business to get the, get the, hook it up to the online. I don't even know how it works down there. But anyways, she said she walked into that trailer, opened the front door and it's like, oh my God, holy crap. When was the last time he took a bath? You know, because he just, I think he was like 15 or 16. It was, he wasn't, he was just lost in the land of online gaming and my eldest daughter, when she was married to her first husband, okay, this is when they're, we're talking, you know, in the early 20s there. Gee, many Christmas, those two. In my own house, my eldest and her hubby would be online gaming, mooching off of me because neither one of them wanted to work, and I was working my butt off just before I met my husband. Hi there, bud. Oh, there's a birdie messing with my cat, literally going after my cat. Um... Yep, I'm watching it right now. Anyways, those two, my daughter and her first husband, they'd go like a month or two with no baths. They'd be locked in their bedroom, which was the master bedroom, mind you, because I gave it to them because they were married and well, they didn't have any kids or anything, but they were locked in that bedroom. They would they would order food. They would order food. Cause he, had, he did have some monies. He did. His mother, his granny had given him some money. And he, they would live off of that, literally. But they would order out from the, from the different, um, you know, fast food places and whatnot. And one of them was the college campus fast food place. And they always ordered from them. And um, just really weird food. And they would be up all night for days and days playing these video games, online games, and just stinking. I mean, I had my own side. Like, we literally, anyways. Finally, one day, I walked out and knocked on the door. Because I would sleep in, I guess, when they were getting their food or at work or whatever. And it's like, I knocked on the door to finally have an interface with my own child and her husband. And they opened that door and I thought I was going to gag. Are you ever going to take a bath? I said. And that room looked like a bomb went off in it. Meaning it was a huge mess. You know, just clothes everywhere. They weren't doing their clothes. They weren't doing... They weren't, they weren't wearing the same stuff over and over and over again. And, uh, yeah, it was quite interesting. Quite interesting. So. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little sidetracked. I'm sitting here watching this black bird. It looks to me like a crow, fish crow, playing dive bomb my big fat cat, Roger, who's about... The size of a dog. This crow keeps coming down and popping him on the head and flying back up in the tree. There he goes again. Whoa! Did it again. 
You're gutsy there, bud. He's not a very good hunter because he can't move real fast. Something tells me you know that, huh? Sorry about that. I'm getting off on the on the on what's going on here. But anyways, yeah, I, you know, my daughter's my eldest is now grown up, married to a really good guy, and she has a really good job, and and first she's pregnant, gonna have a a baby, and. We've got two other kids, my grandkids, you know, and it's all good. And they take baths because <laughs> they're not stuck online. But she told me, she said her, you know, my grandchild is now like pushing seven. Well, she's seven, I think, going to be eight soon. And uh, she and her little brother, my grandson, they get online, play these little, the Roblox business and some of these other things. And they won't stop. There's just, she said, oh my God, I think I'm seeing myself, mom. And I have to like literally rip the pads out of their hands. They have those little iPad thingies. They play these things, play these games. And um, it's just, it's in a group of, I guess it's like a group of just kids their age. Like it's a closed circuit type. I don't know how they did it. She said they've got friends and their kids play. Anyway, she says, I had to finally pull the pad out of my daughter's hand and, and say, get in that bath. That's exactly what I was going through. I said, yeah, you know, you did it too. You did it too. And uh, you and you and your hub, I said, you remember that? And she said, yes, I do, Ma. I'm sorry. So that's what happens when, when technology just overtakes you. I said, I said, I feel bad for you guys though, because you're kind of living in a big, a big oversized apartment complex place and letting your kid run outside right now to play with no back. I mean, during this pandemic is a scary situation indeed. I absolutely don't want to be in that situation. My daughter can run out, you know, her, her, her little sissy can run outside and play here anywhere she wants. Got this lovely fenced-in yard. She can just run all over. Got a whole acre to mess with and a big playhouse. And that's a good-sized playhouse. We're talking wooden, you know, with a loft and the whole business. She's got that. It's her, it's her girl cave. And there's no reason for her to sit inside on her video games and get out there and get fresh air. So my husband last night said, I want you to take that crap away from her. I'm like, yeah, I think we're going to start seriously limiting the time. No more than two hours a day. All these birds are picking on my, my kitty. It's kind of comical. <laughs> well, anyways. Oh, it's supposed to rain today, but I'm sitting out here looking at the sky, trying very hard to clear itself. Oh, there's a thundercloud. Maybe it won't, though. Maybe it won't. I'm hoping. Now, one thing I did know. Oh, God, I've got something itching my face. One thing. Okay, let me backtrack to yesterday. My daughter, my, my little one and I were outside. This before she, well, this was right after she, I had to tell her, you know, get enough of this. You're getting in the bath. No more games for bed. We were all walking outside. Um, and uh, I know this is before we had that conversation. Forgive me. Right before because we had this conversation and then I came to sit down and have some good things about it. And then she went in the house and got stuck on her games. But anyways, we had this conversation outside. It was getting to be dusk. 
I was feeding the dogs and um, evening meals, and we were discussing <clears throat> just, you know, having to stay home. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? And uh, even though our state has kind of opened up, they're seeing surges now in cases of this COVID, so COVID-19. And so um, they're, they're, our governor's rethinking things. Yeah. Rethinking things of, I don't know if this is a good idea. So they're going to play it out. They've got specific guidelines in place. you got to wear a mask. And, you know, what I've noticed, what's weird, is down here, nobody's really enforcing that mask thing and having fits. You've got people that are willing to wear the mask, and then you've got people that aren't. No one's stepping in anyone's toes, though. You don't got people, um, <clears throat> unlike what I experienced, <clears throat> that was just an initial thing, right? Not people getting angry. I'm not getting, you know, spit on or anything. Thank God. And of course, I don't go out anymore. It was a one-time deal. My husband was sick, had to stay home, and I did the shopping one day. And he's like, "That's it, no more," because I don't want you getting sick. I don't want you to get spit on. You know, it is kind of crazy out there. People aren't always the nicest, but it's for some reason right now we're experiencing niceness where we are, and I am too. And it's kind of nice. People not bugging, driving up, causing issues. People respecting the signs that I put out there. <clears throat> I saw somebody come out. They were wanting to talk to me. And they looked at the sign and they immediately turned around and went back and got their mask. And put it on. And I was standing on the other side of the fence and <clears throat> way far away. And, you know, I had my mask in my pocket and I popped it on. And I said, what's up? You know, I don't know who you are. And they were just asking about if there was any work available out here, <laughs> bless their hearts. This is the problem. A lot of people out of work, you know, but she and her husband had just been, I didn't know who they were. They were just driving through the neighborhoods looking for, do you have anything that we can do for you? Like cut your grass or, you know, we'll wear masks. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll stay, we'll socially distance. And I'm like, ma'am, my husband just lost his job too. I said, honestly, we're going to, we're going to do all this ourselves because we can't afford to hire anybody to do anything. And, um, well, could you need help with your dogs? I know you have a lot of dogs. I said, yeah, but you have to understand it's just me doing that. Me and my hubby. Um, yeah, I'd love to have help, but I have no money. See, and I know you need to get some money. I said, we're, we have to hang on to what little we've got so we can pay our bills and take care of these guys food, you know, and our food. So I said, very sorry. I said, uh, not to say that, I said, you know, this area is probably not the area you want to ask because this is a very low-income area out here. People out here are pretty, there's a lot of folks out of work right now, tons of folks out of work out here. And they, with the surgence of things, now people are going back to work, and then all of a sudden, I've noticed right after we had our open up, a whole bunch of people got fired that live out here different types of jobs, you know, and I told her, I said, hey, you know, just, I apologize, I said, but my guess is you you would be better off going to places where, huh, I said, I don't mean to put it like this in a really roundabout, strange way, but, you know, nicer houses, you know, present yourself in the cleanest, nicest, up kept up way possible. I said, look at me. I couldn't even go somewhere and clean someone's house looking like this. I'm wearing my 
a holy shirt and my holy yoga pants because I mean you know I'm not going anywhere I can't I said I, if you saw that sign there she says, I see you have an immune disorder I said yeah it's lupus I can't get out and um, my husband goes and does things but you know he's got his hazmat suit on every time he goes to the store so we're kind of like stuck here but I said you know honestly if you don't have issues and you're healthy and what have you there probably are some rich folk that are wanting some help. I said, I would head to the rich neighborhoods. <laughs> I just came right out and said it. I said, I'm just gonna tell you, you're not gonna get much from us poor folk out here. I mean, you can try. I think it's gonna wear you out trying, you know. And also too, you're gonna find out that the, probably the richer the people out here, not here, but in some other places, they might even be, have better conditions, you know. And she said, yeah, I guess so. So they took off, but they were very respectful. You know, didn't get that in the very beginning when I didn't have my sign up. Didn't have my sign up. But I had no fence up. People were rude as shit when they saw me wearing my mask, especially if I pulled my hand out and I'd say, hey, don't come in here. I can't, you know, and they would, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd just be rude. But then once the fence went up and the sign, the really professional looking sign, my husband lasered it. It looks really nice. Once he put that there, it changed the view of it. And people kind of went, oh, this is official. This isn't, you know, someone took a marker and wrote stuff on a piece of paper and, and taped it. You know, I did that once and it got torn down by somebody. Don't know who. But, uh, boy, this little bird is just messing with my kitty. Hey, birdie, birdie, what you doing? This is the cutest thing ever. You're just having a talk and having a playtime with my kitty. You do know he's a cat. Maybe you guys discussed it with each other. He doesn't probably know how to hunt yet, huh? He's been indoors for years, and now he's out in a safe zone, and he, yeah. He doesn't know how to hunt, I don't think, but that doesn't mean his instincts won't take over. There you go. Go in there. Boy, he was dive-bombing my kitty. My kitty cat, I was afraid. Just kind of going after him. Not the bird, the cat. I was like, oh, please don't. You guys eat kibble. Although, you know, I mentioned this before in one of my podcasts. I've noticed my animals within their yards, which are heavily wooded. I've got lots of trees in each of these, in all of our animals' yards. Lots of trees, lots of really, really nice tall plants, roses growing, you know, berries. We've got tons of wild berries growing out here. Um, wild blackberries just exploded in my yard. And I'm talking, when I say yard, I'm talking my acre. Everywhere. Growing up the trees, growing up the side of the houses, grow, you know, buildings, and growing up everywhere. In, in the flower beds, there's just tons and tons and tons of these wild berries. And the birds are just like, whoa, it's feast time, right? I'd love to eat the berries. The only problem is the seeds are ginormous. They hurt my tummy. And so in order for us to eat them, we have to literally juice them, get the seeds out. Got to do that. I can't eat that, you know. It's good stuff. We may make some jam or something. But I told my hubby, I said, let's just let the birds have it. I mean, we've never eaten it before unless we're dying can't get food I mean obviously we can share which given the situation in the news every other day it almost seems like you almost better learn how to forage and hunt people because food prices are going through the roof even though gas prices are plummeting it's crazy 
and uh, you know meat and eggs and milk all those things that a lot of folks go after very high vegetables are going up in price you know it's yeah if you've got wild if you've got the ability to forage or you have the ability to have a garden I guess now's the time get you a greenhouse get it going because in, in the winter they say it's gonna be one of the darkest winters that vaccine expert that was ousted at the White House, he said that his whistleblower hearing was going on yesterday. Tried to watch some of it, but anyway, the whistleblower hearing, he mentioned that if we don't hurry up, get our acts together, because it's clear that our president has not. And I laugh. Oh, I'll, I'll, let me finish the, the, the thought. This vaccine expert said we're running out of time to create this vaccine and we're running out of time the windows closing and we've got now we're opening up the state I mean the other country and you know the, the the backlash the surgeons the resurgence of this disease is going to be what's going to undo us all and we're gonna have one of the darkest winters known to man because in our history because not only is COVID gonna come back but we're also gonna have the flu just the regular old flu so you got all this floating. And if you think opening up the schools in the midst of that is a good idea, uh-uh. I don't think it is at all. Well, I have no idea where that left off because my... This could be a very disjointed podcast. I don't know. I left off my... Um, for some reason, the thing, I shut it off. I was talking to a dead screen. I don't know what, what happened there. We'll just finish it. I think the mail lady's coming. Yep. There she is. I like her. She's sweet. Uh, anyways, um, no, I was just talking. I don't know. I pressed a button on this thing, and it looks to me like I shut it off, and I was going on and on and on, and there's no way for me to know what happened unless I go back and listen to the whole darn podcast, which is I'm at 26 minutes right now, and I don't really want to go back and do that. Um, but... Uh, I don't know where I left off. We'll just we'll just go. This is a weird podcast. She pushed the wrong button, and it's going to be maybe some repetition. I hope not. Um, I was discussing my daughter getting involved with her video games far too much, and to the point that she wasn't doing, um, you know, school's out, so she was getting involved in video games really seriously involved in her video games to the point that um, just not wanting to do anything else since school's been out and to the point like I was saying my eldest did this too my, I, I think all kids do it they, they play video games so much they totally forget to do things like oh, I gotta jump in the shower I probably should eat something with pro with some vegetables in it, you know. And I kind of let things go a little bit just to see what was going to happen. Was she going to do it too? Sure enough. So I put my foot down yesterday. Get in that shower, take a bath, do this, do that, you know. Eat, eat a eat a decent meal. Stop messing around. Time to take care of yourself. Sometimes you got to step in, you know. You just got to, as a parent, step in and deal, which we did. But what I would think I was saying was right before we had that conversation when she when she came outside when I was feeding the dogs dinner and we were talking about things we could do one of the things I was telling her I'd like to do 
would be to make little videos. Her daddy got her a digital camera that is to die for. This was is a used camera. Paid not very much money for it, but um, at, a, at a thrift shop. I don't think the people realize what they had laying there. Um, but it has capability of digital photography. It's got telephoto lens, and you can also shoot movies on it. It's awesome. And you can upload it easily into a computer. And I told her, I said, why don't we? I said, you've... You have gotten into photography. Why don't you think about doing things like shooting movies? She looked at me. I said, you've got all these dolls. I said, I've watched you watch the videos of kids playing on the... <clears throat> kids making videos of their dolls. Doing scenes, right? And they were moving them around. I said, there's... Why don't we do that? Why don't we use your dolls and we make videos? I write some scripts. I'm really good at doing different accents. I said, you can do some too. And I said, we can make some awesome videos and upload them and, and you know, entertain people. I said, we're letting, we're being entertained by other folks all the time. Why don't we be the entertainers for a change? You know, why not? So I think that's what our plan is, is to go ahead and do that. And, uh, Oh, here come those little kids around the corner. So that's what we're looking into doing. And um, she got excited. She really did. She got so excited. She was visualizing all the different scenarios because, you know, we've got all these tall, beautiful um, plants and things here. And I told her, I said, we can make it look like a jungle. You know, you can pan the camera down, make it look like your dolls are walking through a jungle, things like that. We can make it really cool and write a story. And so she was like, yeah that would be awesome and so so we're looking into doing that and um, so I, she was excited I think that's where I was going with this she was excited she says well it's getting dark ma I'm gonna go back in the house for a little bit and think about it and I went that's great so she went back in the house to think about it and I come in the house and what do I find her doing playing video games again and that's when I said okay how much did you think about the, the, the project I wanted us to do this summer, you know, making videos, making movies, making home movies, writing the scripts. It's a project. I mean, they've got virtual academy online that you can learn how to do all this stuff. I said, I've enrolled you in some classes. I think it'll be kind of fun online to learn it, and then we can just put it into practice. Create our own movies. Upload them. You have your own movie production studio. I mean, come on. We can do all this, right? Why not? If, they, if other people can do it, why can't we? I said, but you came in here. I said, how long did you think about it? Because I was only outside for no more than about five or ten minutes. I come in here and you're instantly back on your video games. I said, we're done with that. It's time for a shower. It's time for a hair wash. It's time to get on with, get on with it, right? And she's like, ah, I'll take a shower later. I'm in there right in the middle of. I said, nope. Put, say goodbye to your pals. Tell them goodbye. Tell them that you can see them tomorrow online, and we're going to get busy getting ready for bed and what have you. So got her in the shower, ate something to eat, ate, ate something to eat, made something to eat, watched a little TV together as a family. Wow. And then finally it was time for her to go to bed. She was getting grouchy. Can I get on the internet again? Just have one more, you know, meet up with a nope. Bedtime. Bedtime. I said, you go to bed. I'm going to sit up here and do these dishes. I'm going to clean up this place. So that tomorrow we have no excuses but to get on with what, what our plans were to have to do something together like this. And and she was a little hacked at me. 
Oh, she sure was. But she did it. She went to bed. I got the dishes done. I was up until 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> Doing dishes, cleaning, and this and that. My husband was sleeping. And uh, part of it was, too, that my cat that just delivered those babies, I took her out to go potty. And uh, she decided she wanted to stay out for a while. A lot of animals hunt in the dark. A lot of cats do. They go hunting at night. Mm. So I babysat her babies, and I stayed awake, you know, and waiting for her to get back. And she was out there for like two hours. So I just sat up, brainstormed ideas about this movie thing, writing scripts and shooting these fun little movies, you know, learning how to do some stop-go animations. The thing is, you can sit at home and, 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 and if you want, um, you can sit at home and you can marathon Netflix and YouTube videos all you want. That's fine. It's great. We do it. Everybody does because you're sitting at home, right? During this pandemic business, a lot of people out of work. But if you've got the means to make something, Johnny Depp made that comment. He said, you know, you're just sitting around doing nothing. Why don't you get out there and make your own music? Get out there and make your own movie. Get out there and make your own thing. You know, I thought that was a pretty cool encouragement. He sent an Instagram video. Donnie Depp did an Instagram video from his basement during this lockdown business that we've all been experiencing. And he talked about finding your own art, finding your own music, you know, experiencing things. Don't always sit there and totally be entertained by other people. Try to entertain do it you do it too you know accomplish something and that's true we can do this we should try so I talked to my husband about it and he was like yeah that's a pretty good oh my gosh those kids are going off in the woods it's not their woods to go off into <sighs> I swear okay but they're not my woods either so I'm just going to have to let the people that live there get angry about that Okie dokie then. Anyways, so yeah, we're uh, we're going to get a project going. And Virtual Academy has how to make your own Lego movie, digital photography. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do. And it's free and it's for kids. And um, they have classes like sessions where they have to go to school. It's like summer school, but it's fun summer school. And then during the school year, they have virtual stuff too. I think you've got to pay for that. I don't know how that works, but I'm going to look into that. Um, we missed Maim Balik's neuroscience thing. Our times were off because when she was broadcasting, we were in a different time zone, and I guess I didn't pay attention, and we totally missed it. Sorry to unenroll her. I was so unhappy about that. It would have been great. It, it, I, you know, we got in on it too late in the day, and so we missed the opening part. And then the next session, it was two sessions long. We missed. If you don't see the first session, there's no point in the second. And I'm hoping that they archive it. And we can listen to it. Because she's a good teacher, from what I can see. The girl from Big Bang Theory. She's got a PhD in neuroscience. She's really an amazing, amazing person. So, anyways. Yeah. That's what we're going to do, is do some summer school online. Just in mid-July. You know, because right now May is out, June we won't do anything. But when July hits, we'll do some summer school, and then August. And then we start back at actual school in September. And 
I'll be working on the itinerary for that because I really believe, I really believe that they're going to have be faced with a situation where they can't open up the schools in the fall for everyone. And I think everybody's going to be homeschooling. Don't quote me on that saying that's the gospel because I don't want to get in trouble for that one. But I mean, just given this incredible need to open up too soon from what I'm seeing, everybody wants to get these kids back in the schools, but they could get sick and pass germs to the adults. It could be a bad, bad situation. So, yeah, we'll to see. We'll have to see. Anyways, I, I goofed this podcast up and I really have a bunch of chores to do, so I'm going to cut it short. And uh, there are people walking through that woods, I swear. You put a fence up so that you can have some privacy, and then you got the, the, the people that you're trying to have privacy from rifling through the woods so they can videotape you over the fence. Are you serious? I understand that's illegal. I don't know. Anyway. That's okay. I just wiped my mouth with my middle finger. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a very grown-up thing to do. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think I'm going to cut this short. Just, and I'll listen to it. It might not even be worthy. But um, take care, everyone. Wash your hands. Social distance, wear a mask. And uh, do something for yourself. If you're stuck at home, like I said, you know, we're going to try it. We're going to tr try to create a little magic of our own that might be shareable, something that might cause people to be happy, you know. Uh, I think we might try to do that. Um, why not, right? You got a smartphone. They were showing in this virtual academy the things that you can use. You can make create movies with your own smartphone. If you got a smartphone, you can make movies. And there's a capability on the camera there. You can shoot your own movie. Shoot your own, you know, YouTube video. Why not? I've got a keyboard and got a few musical instruments. And I, I told my husband, I said, I'll just make the background music. You know, I've got this weird talent where I can create music, play music. I've uh, been doing it since I was a kid. I can't read it, though. can't read music at all. And... Um, but I can sit down at the piano, both hands, and it sounds like I'm playing Chopin or something. I don't, I can't explain it. I'm not trying to say, oh, look at me, aren't I wonderful? It's just a, it's a weird gift that I have. Um, I don't see music in the same way that people who are trained musicians see it, you know, with notes. This is, this is whatever this note is. I don't see it that way. I, I, when I'm playing music, I see colors and pictures. And I, it, 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 Aurora, uh, Aurora, excuse me, I didn't say that right, aromatherapy. If I burn, if I burn some incense, it'll, it'll inspire me to feel something and see something. And then I can sit down and play something, music. And it's, yeah, I've got a really nice keyboard that has, has everything in it. And I can do all the different instruments. I can do all, and it doesn't sound like some, you know, dime store silly thing it's 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 a pretty nice keyboard and um yeah i mean i've i've created some music my husband my hubby didn't know i could do that he can read he can read music 
So he looks at it differently. He is constantly uh, looking at music with notes and and this and that. I don't. I just sit down and play. Whatever is in my heart, whatever is inside me at that moment, I just sit down and play it. And he, he's fascinated by that weird ability of mine. I don't necessarily play other people's music by ear because, I mean, that's fine. I can try, I suppose. For me, it's just my own music. And he's like, how do you do that? It sounds like, he said, you're not even off. Your timing is perfect. Your key, your, you know, you, you have it down. How did you do that? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, well, I didn't know you could play. When did you take lessons? And I said, well, I never took lessons. I never took piano lessons. I took uh, clarinet lessons when I was in seventh grade. And I hated it. Hated it. I could not read music to save my life. It was harsh. I was first chair clarinet, faking it all the way. I had the ability to just pick up and play. But I didn't like the clarinet because it hurt my mouth. I had braces, and it's not a comfortable instrument if you have braces. So, But that was the one that my folks wanted me to play. I didn't want to play that. I like the piano. I like the drums. I can do that, too. Play the drums as well. Guitar, I'm not very good at. My husband can play that very well. Um, but I can't read music. And he's like, I don't understand how. He said, I don't understand how you find the notes. It all sounds right. He said, it sounds. He said, I'm sitting here dissecting your your different segments. or I, I, You know, he said, in, he was trying to tell me about the different progressions and the chords and this and that. I'm like, I, I, that means nothing to me. I just, this feels like summer to me when I'm playing this. This feels like a sunset to me, or this feels like a city street to me, or, you know, I mean, that's what it feels like. I don't, I can't do notes. And he was trying to tell me I should learn how to read. And I said, no, because I'm 54. I've been doing this kind of music since I was four without knowing how to read it and just sit and create on my own whatever I chose. Whatever I felt like, I just would sit and play it. And how I knew to put my hands on the piano to where it didn't sound like it was off-key and terrible, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I have no clue. I just know I can do it. And I didn't doubt that I could ever not. I didn't say that, oh, no. I can't do this. That's impossible. I never felt that way. I never felt that way about playing the piano or the keyboard. I just sat down and played. And I never had anyone tell me I couldn't or shouldn't. Until you did today. You know, you said, oh, you should learn how. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to dissect this. He said, but how do you write it down? I, I said, well, I don't. This is for the moment. I'm not playing for an audience. This is my personal, what do you want to call it? My personal, um... It's therapy, you know, it's my prayers to God, it's my music to pray, it's, it's, it's the way I pray, I guess, I don't know, but I don't need to play in front of people, I don't need to stand up there, and he said, yeah, but it's good enough that you could, and I'm like, true, it, it might be good enough that I could, but should I, you know, but given the situation of copyrights and what have you, so I've decided that like if we do these little movies and we have music, I'll just do the little background music for it. It's just easy. You know, different sounds and what have you. I, I don't know how that I'm inclined to be able to do those things, but I am. And there are a lot of people out there like that. I know there are. I'm not the only one. That's why I told them to. I said, I'm not the only one who can do this. Jeez. Vangelis? He was my hero when I discovered the man didn't read music either, hardly. 
I don't think he, I don't know if he ever learned how. The guy that wrote Chariots of Fire walked in and just did it. Yeah. He he didn't like to take piano lessons. He was and he said something, and I might be stealing his quote, but I feel like when you learn and dissect too much, you take away the awesome mystery of the music. And that's why I don't want to learn how to read the music. I don't want to dissect it to the point that there's no mysterious magic anymore. It's gone because you've torn it apart. And I don't want to do that. I just want to hear the magic, you know? I want to create the magic. And it's not that hard to do if you believe hard enough, you know? If you believe hard enough and choose, you can. Who says you can't? People who say you can't, well, that's a tragedy. You should believe in yourself. I do in that respect. But I'm not doing this to get up on the stage. It's my personal prayers to God, but... I've decided that since, you know, if we're going to create something, I should create it all the way through. And it's okay if I can't write it down. I did look, though, in for him because he was like, I wish you'd write this stuff down. It's good. My mother used to say that when I was little, too. I wish you could write these things down, Luli. I wish you'd take piano. I don't want to. I don't want to. This is my, this is my, uh, you know, Ruthie. Sorry. Uh, Lou Ruthie. That's what I used to be called. Okay, part of my nickname, Lou Ruthie. Uh, I'll let you go with that one. <laughs> my pen name is a mishmash of nicknames that I got when I was a kid. Um, Lou Ruthie, that doesn't even make sense. But anyway, I'll call myself Ruth. Anyhow, uh, no, she said, I wish you could write that down. Why can't you write it down? I wish you could learn to read the music. And I said, I don't want to. It takes the magic away. And it does. I, when they discovered in band that I couldn't read music anymore, you know, when they couldn't read music, not anymore, never did. I sight read. I played along. They put me to last chair until I wanted to learn how to read music. And I just said, well, then that's my cue to quit then. And all my instructor was mad. He said, but you're so good. I said, and why do I have to conform to your rules? Why do I not conform to having to do this? Can't I just play? You know, do I have to play this game of knowing what the notes are if I feel them? Well, the rules and da da da, da. I'm like, okay, fine. I, I don't care. I said I don't like this instrument. Anyway, it makes my mouth hurt. So then later, I quit band. And I, um, during lunch, I used to sneak in and play their grand piano when no one was in there. Well, one day he was in there. I didn't know this. My band instructor was in his office in the back. I didn't know he was sitting back there eating lunch. There was nobody in there. So I was sitting down at the grand piano and I was playing my stuff, enjoying it. And uh, whatever it was sounded a lot like, like I said, freaking Chopin and Mozart, whatever. I love classical music. He comes out around the corner and he's standing there and I'm just going to town and he just suddenly goes, oh, my God, in the middle of it. I said, what? What? <gasps> I didn't know you were there. And I just, like, freaked out, you know. And he goes, stop, 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 stop. Don't freak. So you can play the piano. You told me you couldn't read music. I said, I can't read music. This is mine. I just make it up. He goes, you just make it up. I said, yeah, I just sat down to make it up. I had a little tune in my head, and I just decided to sit down and... I said, I sneak in here sometimes. Nobody's in here. I said, I didn't know you were in here. You've been in here. And no, he said, this is the first day I decided to eat lunch here. 
He said, my God. I said, why are you quitting music band? I said, I don't want to conform to your rules. I'm sorry because I don't think that it's necessary to learn to read music. I apologize that, that you all want to stay in that. That's fine if you want to go there, but I don't. My mom and dad wanted me to take band, and they wanted me to do all this, and I didn't want to play the clarinet. I didn't. I want to play the piano. I want to play the drums. And they want none. They don't mind the piano so much, but uh, the drums. And he goes, "You can play the drums too." And I said, "Well, I want to. I don't know if I can, but I want to." And he says, "But you can't read music playing the piano." I said, "No." He said, "Well, I've never heard this composition." He said, "Can you play it again for me now?" And I said, "No, because it's gone." See, I I improvised it, and then it's gone. He goes, "Jay." we need to record these things. And I'm like, no, you don't need to do anything. I said, this is my personal prayer time. Literally, that's how I pray. It's my music. I said, I don't need to play for anybody. This is personal. He said, oh my God, I don't understand why you don't do something with this. I said, because I'm not after glory. <laughs> I was in the eighth grade. I'm not after glory, man. Let it go. I said, you know, I just like to play like no one's watching and he says but you can play the drums you think you want to play the drums I said I don't know if I can I just I think I can because I want to but I've never done it and he handed me some drumsticks and he said go for it so you sure about that and he said yeah he said I I'll let you I sat down and messed around with it a little bit played tip tap this and that and the other and then I finally figured it out and I went to town on that set and he went Jesus. I said, don't swear. He said, well, I just don't understand. Why aren't you doing more with this? I said, because it's not what I strive to do. I said, I'd like to be a writer or a doctor or something. I said, but music I love, but I said, I don't anticipate seeing myself up on a stage anywhere anytime soon. I don't want to do that. I just like to play. This is my own personal thoughts coming out here. He said, but you don't know any notes or anything. I said, because you can do that. I said, yeah, I just see colors and pictures. And I told him about the scents. I said, sometimes I'll, when I play something one way, I, I, I can smell vanilla. <laughs> I'll smell vanilla or cinnamon or something. I said, no, it sounds stupid. He said, no. He said, I think you're kind of a bit of a genius. You just don't realize it. I said, well, you're the first one's ever told me that, but that's okay. I said, well, this was fun. Thank you for letting me do it. But I said, my folks won't let me get a drum set for none, for all the tea in China. I'm not allowed to have one because it's too noisy. But my hubby, my sweet hubby, told me that he may, if we can get the monies together, build a little room for music, just music instruments. Because he, he was shocked at my abilities. And he said, look, he said, um, and I told him I loved the drums a lot. Loved them. And he said he would look into getting me a place where I could do that where I wouldn't be bothering anyone <laughs> he knows how to make soundproof rooms that's what you need you need something where no one else can really hear it like a soundproof studio so you're not offending the world because if I went off on some riffs out here I'm sure I'm gonna piss off some neighbors right even though we're out in the country we're close enough you can hear each other I didn't want to do that so But he was like, I want, you know, this is, this was, this was just a few years ago. He discovered it. I've had this keyboard. I never played in front of him. He walked out one day and discovered me playing. He goes, I didn't know you knew how to read music and do all. I said, I don't know how to read music. This is just a creation. And once it's gone, it's gone. 
it, it won't be back. If I play it again, it, it'll be something of the flavor of it, but it won't be the same thing because I can't remember it. The notes, the notes are one time only. It's limited edition, folks. <laughs> he just went, how do you do that? I said, I don't know. Haven't the slightest clue. It just happened. I don't know. But I know there's other people out there that can. And if you are one of those people and you want to be on stage, you could. Why not? Right? What's preventing you? I don't want to be on stage. I just want to play just to play. And I don't mind doing music like in, you know, background. The music that's on this and my trailer is not mine. Okay, I'll tell you that. That's one of the things that came with the steel. But, um, you know, when I learn how to do all that other stuff where I can splice the music in, maybe I'll play music in this sometime. I don't know. I haven't decided how I'm going to do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you can play music and you can't read music, but you can play it really well, I say go for it. You know, there are no rules when it comes to art and music and writing. There's no rules, say. Anybody ever tells you that there's rules, well, they're lying. There are no rules. You don't have to learn to read it. You can just play it. Uh-oh, is that a bunny rabbit? Hold on. Oh my goodness. Hello, sweet bunny. There's a little bunny running down the street. Oh, it's running, running, running. My goodness. It's a cottontail. Went off into the woods. Running down the street. See, when you've got less traffic, this is what we're seeing all over the country. And I'm sure you've seen this too. All over the country, I've seen reports of the animals just coming out and just like you know in towns and stuff where they really truly are on lockdown um there's like deer and stuff just laying down in the middle of the street just chilling you've got you know coyotes and wolves coming out of the woodwork just hanging out they don't seem to be trying to kill each other either they're just walking around just checking things out and it's because the people are have stepped back i've said this before without humans Without humans mussing shit up, mussing things up, right? Mussing the environment up. The animals will fix it and they'll come back and everything will return to normal. It will. They, and, and they're showing it. Shoot, they've shown the pictures from NASA. The ozone layer is closed. The hole has closed. Layer. The hole in the ozone is closed. Uh, over in Africa. And, and there's, it's healing without all this pollution and the people mucking it up. People staying home, and the animals are coming out of the woodwork, literally. And it's like going back to what it should be. Now, the sad note of this is, once the country truly opens up big time, then, you know, people are going to be mean to those animals, I'm afraid. They're going to go after those animals. you got people out here that, oh, look, a bunny running down the street. Let's kill it for dinner. No, please don't do that. Leave it alone. I, you know... I, my little acre has got a lot of wildlife on it, even though, even though I've got all these cats and dogs, okay? They all seem to live in harmony for whatever reason they just do. Like those birds playing with my cat. All seem to hang out together really well. We've got bunnies. We've got possums. We've got armadillos. I'm not kidding you. Live in the south, folks. We've got all these little creatures out here, and they know I'm not going to kill them. They know me. They know my way, obviously. We don't kill 
those types of things. We actually provide them shelter. Like the opossums, they're really good to have around because they take, they help rid the dangerous rodents that do carry lots of disease and the, the dangerous insects. They eat all that stuff. They take care of the dangerous snakes. They don't carry rabies. They're, a pot, an opossum that would have rabies is a very rare opossum because um, their, their uh, physiology, their biology, their cellular biology, whatever, their immunology, their status is so unusual that those types of things like rabies and whatnot have a very difficult time infecting these animals. There are even certain bats that have a difficult time contracting. Is that funny? It's difficult for me to contract rabies. Yeah, it's difficult for them to contract rabies because of their physiological makeup. Not all of them, you know. I'm just talking the opossums. Now, armadillos, I understand there's a nine-band armadillo that can have leprosy. If you handle armadillos, you got to be careful. It's the nine-band one that tends to run. That's the thing. And leprosy is contagious to humans we don't have those here as I've checked one out that was walking around and he was aerating my garden for me he was getting all the things that were trying to eat the plants and that's what his food see they work together with the ecosystem to make my yards are beautiful folks they're the, the, the like I said the horticulture is diverse here and the reason it's diverse and beautiful and flourishing is because I don't try to kill it I don't try to go out there and spray the hell out of everything and run off all of Mother Nature. I don't do that. I work in harmony with Mother Nature. And that is why, in my opinion, they're hanging out well together and it works well together. And it's beautiful. Because if you let Mother Nature do her job, you don't get in there too much. You know, she's been doing this for millions of years. Why do you think you need to get in there and fix it? She's, Mother Nature's been at this a long time. So I enjoy the diverse nature of nature, say. So I like to look at that. But um, yeah, we've got all, but they tend to, when the people get out their got shotguns around here to shoot shit, my yard becomes a haven for bunnies, armadillos, opossums. They all come around into to my place. And they hide up in in different places around here and trees got a lot of trees got a lot of coverage we have some barns we have this we have a few few you know we don't kick them out as long as they're not dangerous we don't kick them out why would you and the bats even they help us with the mosquitoes we don't kick them out ever since people thought you know this Wuhan virus Wuhan excuse me that's wrong COVID-19 let me not be a Donald Trump COVID-19 hit and they felt like it was the bats that was the problem okay people are losing their shit and they're trying to kill bats out here they don't understand the nature of the beast yet don't play with the bats let the bats eat the mosquitoes and do their job and help you out just leave them alone you don't got to kill everything that you don't understand that's a really bad problem of the human being humans kill things they don't understand they just kill them they don't give it a chance they just kill it I don't fly that way don't get that. Listen, 30 seconds. This is a northerner stuck in the south. I'm Ruth Whitstein. Wash your hands, wear your mask, social distance, behave yourself, be nice to each other. Don't, don't, uh, 
Don't get sick. Wash those hands. Peace out.